0: More information is coming out in the case of Jordan Neely, the mentally ill homeless man with a long criminal record who was killed on a New York subway by a former Marine last week. The Libs are calling the killing murder. Conservatives are calling it justified. The the issue hinges on whether Neely posed a real threat to people on the train. According to witness testimony, shortly after Neely boarded the F train on Monday, he started screaming at passengers, quote, I'll hurt anyone on this train, adding that he was, quote, ready to die. Should his threats have been taken seriously? Well, judging by his criminal record, yes. In 2019, Neely walked up to a 60-year-old man, Philemon Castillo Baltazar, and punched him in the face. A couple years after that, Neely walked up to a 67-year-old woman and punched her in the face. Over the course of just eight years, from 2013 to 2021, Neely was arrested four times for assault. He was arrested many other times for many other reasons. There was an active warrant out for his arrest, again for assault, at the time of his death. As one of Neely's victims explained, the Marine shouldn't be punished. Who knows what that guy might have done to other people? Of course, not only should the Marine not be punished, He should be given an award for valor. He should be given a key to the city. This hero stepped up when the police couldn't, since they have long been undermined by New York's pro-crime political leaders. This guy protected people from a violent criminal threatening violence. A lot of conservatives are going to want to sit on the fence here. They're going to want to wait for more evidence to come out. But the reality is this case should never go to trial. And if it does go to trial, this Marine will never get a fair one. The media are already working overtime to convict him before a jury is convened. There is a lot more riding on this trial than the fate of one man. If he is convicted, then only a madman would ever step up to protect people in our increasingly lawless society again. Injustice will spread, criminals will flourish, more innocent people will be harmed and killed. It remains to be seen whether or not moderates will fall for this preposterous witch hunt in the same way that they did during the heyday of BLM, as they did in absurd cases, such as the case of Breonna Taylor. Conservatives, at least, should not fall for it. Conservatives, at least, should stand firm. And someone should give that Marine a medal. I'm Michael Knowles, this is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Genucel Skincare. Try Genucel's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale for 70% off, 70% off, genucel.com slash Knowles. That is genucel.com slash Knowles. We've got a very important video coming up on misgendering. It's not It's not just an important video in that it's going viral and people are crying and screaming about it and claiming transphobia, whatever. It's an important video in that it tells you a lot about what is going on in the psyche of people with transgenderism. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. First, though, the media are just off and running. They're off and running on the Jordan Neely killing. They're off and running on this shooting in Texas where there is not a ton of information out now, except for this except for this. We know that there was a shooting in Texas. Eight people were killed. It was at a shopping mall. And immediately we were told this was a far right shooting. This is a white supremacist, supremacist, neo-Nazi, all the rest of it. Then we see who the shooter is. The shooter is a very, very Hispanic man. Not not even a, a white Hispanic man like the media have tried to claim when they, they uh, try to conclude that white racism is behind something, and then they find out that the guy is not really white, like George Zimmerman or something like that in The Killing of Trayvon Martin. So in this case, this guy, whatever he is, he sure ain't white. Nevertheless, the media are persisting. They're saying that it, it was white supremacy, it was neo-Nazism, it was far-right politics there. So all we know so far, not really the facts of the case, not really much about the identity of the shooter, not, not very much about his motivations. All we know is the same thing that we know with every other shooting, with every other tragedy, with really every other aspect of politics, which is that the media are going to blame white people, men, tradition, probably Christianity. They've got their conclusion they will fit any, any circumstances in to fix that to fit that rather, even if it doesn't make any sense. Now, speaking of prosecutions, did you see, did you see the deposition of Donald John Trump in this case that they have brought against him, alleging that he raped a woman in the 1990s? No one really ever heard about this for decades until coincidentally he's running for president. And then this lady who's known as something of a fabulist that comes out and says he he raped me even though her her obviously her story didn't make any sense at all so trump is deposed in this case and this deposition shows you why it remains the case today as what what it was 6 months ago what it was a year ago what it was 2 years ago that donald trump is the most likely 2024 republican nominee take it away
1: And you say, and again, this has become very famous, in this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the p***. You can do anything. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that that they can grab women by the p***? Well, if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star? I think you can say that, yeah. <laughs> oh, <man.
0: laughs> I don't know what I was expecting when I started playing this clip, but it exceeded even my expectations. And you might hate Trump, and you might think he's a bad nominee, even if you kind of like Trump, and you might be pulling your hair out. Tell me that isn't funny. Tell me, uh, yeah, historically, that's true. What do you mean, historically, that's true? Oh, I don't know, for like the last million years, I think it's true that stars basically get to do whatever they want and women throw themselves at stars. Well, what what do you think? You're a star? Uh, Yeah, I think you you would say that I am a star. I'm the most famous person in this country (laughs) and have been for at least a decade. Yeah. This is leadership in an age such as ours. In a more civilized age, maybe this would not be leadership. In a more civilized age, this might be considered crass and crude and unbecoming of a statesman. But in, a, in an age such as ours, where the political class is so corrupt, where they're going after this guy on a campaign donation to his own campaign six, seven years ago, which was Totally legal, wasn't even a misdemeanor, and they're trying to pretend it was a felony. In that kind of age, where they spy on his campaign and they pretend that he's colluding with the Russians, then that doesn't work. They pretend he's colluding with the Ukrainians, then that doesn't work. They're pretending he raped a woman in 1993 or something. In in an age that is so transparently corrupt, the only response to the predations of this political class is to mock them. Say, yeah, I said that, you're right. Yeah, that was pretty true what I said. Yeah, it's always been true, actually. Yeah. Oh, am I a star? Yeah, I'm a huge star. That's why you're trying to get me. And he went on. Trump was not going to, to leave it merely at that. Trump then turned the questioning on his interrogator.
1: When you said in that video that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice, you were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not. My, I look at her. I see her. I hear what she says. Whatever. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either. To be honest with you, I hope you're not insulted. I would not, under any circumstances, have any interest in you. I'm being—I'm honest when I say it. Uh, She—I would not have any interest in.
0: Where do I donate? I know I don't make endorsements in primaries. Where do I? Where do I get more of that? That's what I—not rudeness toward women, not boorish behavior—but you know what I want? I want a guy. Who looks the entire liberal establishment, the whole political class, this decayed, decadent, desiccated political class? I want a guy who looks them in the face and flips them the bird. That's, (laughs) that is what I want in my candidate. And furthermore, you might say, well, this kind of behavior, maybe it played in 2016, maybe, but I, it's not gonna play in 2024. First of all, There's some evidence that it will play in 2024. We'll get to an important poll in just a second. But second of all, let's say you're right. Let's say that this doesn't work. It turns off too many women voters. I'm not convinced it does. Let's say it turns off suburban voters. Maybe that's true. Tell me that guy does not have the best chance of becoming the nominee. You could tell me right now, but the policies and the ability to execute the policies, it's not there. And the other candidates are, yeah, maybe. But political campaigns are dynamic. People are attracted to personalities. The, the person with the biggest personality almost always wins. Tell me that guy does not have the best chance going into 2024. If you want to claim, well, Trump has lost a step. He's not as quick as he used to be. Watch that deposition. Well, Trump, he's, he's moderated his views. I don't, watch, watch that deposition. Yet again, the people trying to destroy Trump are giving him the best boost to his campaign that he's had in three years. Now, when you want to give a boost to the diversity in your portfolio, you got to check out Birch Gold. Right now, text Knowles to 989898. 98, 98. President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. Quote, our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the US dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval, dating back to ancient times, gold. You can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That is right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. The best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Knowles, K-N-A-W-L-E-S, to 989898 for your free Info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Protect your savings with gold today. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers. Text Knowles, Canada WLAS, to 98, 98, 98. Get your free info kit on gold. That is Knowles to 98, 98, 98. The be- best argument against Trump 2024, right now, best argument, especially for someone like Ron DeSantis, is that Trump can't win again. And maybe Trump can't win again. I'm not convinced he can. But there is a new poll out from Washington Post-ABC News, take it with whatever grain of salt you want, that Donald Trump is up seven points. Not up seven points over DeSantis, up seven points over Joe Biden. Poll shows 49% of respondents said they would definitely or probably vote for Trump against Biden or that they lean toward voting for Trump, whereas Biden in such a scenario only gets 42%. Now they polled the same question with DeSantis, Curiously, DeSantis doesn't do as well as Trump. Pretty close. And he's up over Biden by the same amount, seven points. But only 48% of people say that they would definitely or probably vote for DeSantis over over Biden. And 41% of people say they would vote for Biden over DeSantis. These are still good numbers for DeSantis. The DeSantis campaign is far from over, though they do have an uphill battle. But this, this is bad news for them. Because if this keeps up, then DeSantis loses the best argument he has for his candidacy, which is, I'm Trump without the downsides. I'm Trump who can win. So then what the DeSantis campaign will have to do is pivot. And the DeSantis campaign will have to be less about electability. And the DeSantis campaign will have to be less about ideological purity or precision or sophistication. What the DeSantis campaign then has to become about is effectiveness at wielding power in office. If it looks like any Republican nominee is going to beat Biden, which again, I'm very skeptical of all of these polls. I'm skeptical of the way that elections are now conducted in this country. But let's say that the Republican can beat Biden. Then the argument for DeSantis has to be, I will wield power more effectively than Trump is able to wield power. And it's a hard argument to make because there is some empirical basis for it. You can look at what he's done in Florida. uh, But a lot of it's going to be unknown because the federal government's different than Florida. And in that case, if that's what the election becomes about, then the election is going to hinge on things like DeSantis' fight with Disney. Looked like DeSantis beat Disney, then it looked like Disney beat DeSantis. Now it's kind of up in the air again. He's gonna have to beat Disney to be able to make that claim. It's going to to hinge on DeSantis's flight with the schools in Florida. Up to the collegiate level, but certainly K through 12. Can Ron DeSantis stop the schools from transing the kids? If he can, he's got a good argument in his campaign against Trump. If he can't, he doesn't. Speaking of the transgender issue, which no one can ever shut up about. There's a video going viral of a guy explaining why there really is a genocide against transgender people, quote unquote. Now, you remember after I gave my CPAC speech a month or two ago, there was the claim that I was calling for genocide. And this was part of the broader genocide against the transgender people. And obviously, the only way they could make that argument was by rewriting what I said and rewriting what lots of other people said and making up a bunch of nonsense. But here is the quantitative argument for why there is a trans genocide please stop misusing the word genocide it's offensive to Jewish people yes here's the thing though I'm not misusing the word transgender people are facing an act of genocide right now the laws that are being passed against my community right now are absolutely directly responsible for the astronomical unaliving rate that we have 52 percent of trans people last year considered unaliving Sidebar, I've noticed this weird euphemism popping up, unaliving. Instead of saying killing or suicide or something, they say unaliving. And at first I thought it was just this kind of dark, kind of cutesy euphemism. But I've noticed it popping up more and more now. And I, I wonder if it's just part of the broader project of political correctness or wokeness or whatever you want to call it of using euphemisms for, for everything, including now suicide, even when they're trying to make an argument, that's a little bit of a sidebar in the way that the libs use language to deny reality. And obviously, this guy is especially using language to deny reality because he pretends to be a woman and he pretends that people can change their sex. But what he says is 52% of people, of trans people, considered suicide last year. That's always been the case. That's the problem. of transgender-identifying people attempt suicide. That's that's one of the arguments against transgenderism. Transgenderism, which even if you're a big supporter of transgenderism, you have to say it's a social contagion. It is a little strange how the numbers of trans-identifying people have exploded in recent years, especially among younger kids who are being indoctrinated into this. Unless you believe there's something in the water turning the frogs gay, you have to believe this is a social contagion. And if it's a social contagion, we should try to contain it. But you're not allowed to say that because we're we're supposed to tell people now that transgenderism is wonderful. If you come out and you're a man and you pretend to be a woman, you're going to be so happy, you're going to be euphoric. But this guy's admitting, no, the the numbers don't bear that out. 52% of trans identifying people considered killing themselves. 41% actually tried to do it. So you should do everything you can in your power to stop your kid from identifying as transgenderism. But they won't take it that far. They're saying, no, no, no. People are just intrinsically transgenderism. They're born that way, which is a really rich argument coming from people who, who are claiming that you're not even born with your own sex. Not even sex itself is immutable. Not even your biology is immutable, but somehow this ideology, th- this is totally immutable. You can't change it. Okay, obviously not very coherent. But then they go on, they say, the reason that they're suicidal is because of the transphobes. Society used to be much more transphobic than it is today. For all of human history until five minutes ago, society thought that transgenderism was preposterous. They wouldn't let boys into the girls' room. They wouldn't let boys play on girls' swim teams. They would mock men who dressed up like women. They made it illegal in many places across this country and across the world, but across this country, even in places like San Francisco, if you can believe it. Today, we live in the least transphobic, meaning most pro-trans society ever in human history. And this guy's saying, and the majority of trans people still consider killing themselves. Why is that? Whatever you want to blame that on, the one thing you can't blame that on is, quote, unquote, transphobia. Because transphobia, quote, unquote, has plummeted. And the, the suicidality has remained the same or gone up a little bit, which tells you, The suicidality and the anxiety and the depression, as borne out by other social scientific surveys, and more importantly, is borne out by philosophy and your common sense in your head. The suicidality and all of that comes from transgender identity itself. It's intrinsic to it. And it's intrinsic to it because it's out of accord with reality and when you live according to lies, and when you go to great lengths to live according to lies, and when you mutilate yourself based on lies, and when you sterilize yourself based on lies, and when you chop off parts of your body that are very dear to you based on lies, you're going to be depressed because even if you have a slight euphoria in the moment, just as you you might from any disordered activity that tickles you in a certain way, once that feeling passes, you are going to be left with the undeniable reality that you, have, that you have radically changed your life for the worse because of a lie. Now, when you want to look better, when you want to live uh, in a way that is uh, more flourishing, then you got to check out GenuCell. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash If you're still looking for the perfect Mother's Day gift that will make the women in your life feel pampered and appreciated... Our friends over at GeniaCell have you covered. GeniaCell's most popular package is specially curated to nourish and rejuvenate your skin. Right now, they're offering seventy-seven zero percent off this package, which includes their Ultra Retinol and Dark Spot Corrector. This nighttime moisturizer contains a powerful retinol alternative to visibly reduce the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, and skin discoloration without the irritation of retinol. My producer, Ben Davies, should use Genucel's Ultra Retinol because he comes in, he looks haggard. I say, Ben, I don't want to commit an HR violation, but you need to look better. You got to check out Genucel. Of their products, I love the under-eye bag treatment. I think it's just great. They have a, a guarantee. If you don't start seeing results right away, they will offer you your money back. I also love the founder of Genucel. great Coptic Christian from Egypt, left Egypt to go pursue the American dream. Try Genucel's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale for 70, 70% off at Genucel.com slash Knowles. Every most popular package features their ultra retinol and dark spot corrector. Get a complimentary spa essentials box with every package order from now until Mother's Day. They'll even upgrade you to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Genucel.com slash Knowles. Genucel.com slash Knowles. Stop right there. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Michael, how do you get your hair so shiny and voluminous and spectacular? Well, the answer is Jeremy's Razors shampoo and conditioner. That's right. Jeremy's Razors is more than just a razor company fighting to protect your values. It's also a men's grooming brand that doesn't hate men. This coif that you see here every morning is fortified every day thanks to Jeremy's tea tree and Argonne oil-infused shampoo and conditioner. But that's not all. Jeremy's also has an exfoliating charcoal body wash made with hydrating aloe vera, eucalyptus, and just the right amount of pomegranate. Not too much. When you get too much pomegranate in your hair, things go very, very bad. The men's care products that you see right here are made with natural ingredients. They are 100% sulfate free, paraben free, woke free, made right here in the US of A. Head on over to jeremy'srazors.com. Kick woke companies out of your bathroom today. Now, speaking of transgenderism, Chicago gay bars are boycotting Transheiser Bush. Yes, you think, why why are the gay bars boycotting Transheiser Bush? I thought it was the conservatives boycotting Transheiser Bush. We are also boycotting Transheiser Bush. Everybody is boycotting Transheiser Bush. Why? Because Bud Light and the team over there have taken their most clear step to distance themselves from Dylan Mulvaney. They said, it was one can. We didn't sell it. We didn't sign off on it. We don't like it. Please leave us alone. But they didn't quite go far enough to earn back the support of the conservatives who actually bought their beer. They've just gone far enough to irritate the leftists and the pro-LGBT people who have been buying Bud Light in protest of the conservatives, not buying Bud Light in protest of transgenderism. So Bud Light, yet again, has made the worst decision available to it. What are they saying? Several gay bars in Chicago are boycotting actually all AB InBev products. That's Anheuser-Busch, was bought by this Belgian company, InBev. Uh, and they're doing it because of anti-transgender actions and statements. Two Bears Tavern Group. Bears, isn't that a gay term, right? About like big, big guys. like big hairy guys. Uh, It owns four gay bars in Chicago. Maybe it's just a Chicago thing, like the Chicago Bears. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to know. Say all two Bears Tavern Group bars are discontinuing Anheuser-Busch InBev products as a result of the Brewers' anti-transgender actions and statements. Their response, quote, shows how little Anheuser-Busch cares about the LGBTQIA plus community, and in particular, transgender people who have been under unrelenting attack in this country. Bud Light doesn't listen to me. They don't want my advice, I guess. I don't know. They keep making the worst decision possible. There is only one course of action that can help you, Bud Light. Your first course of action that could have helped you was shutting up. They couldn't do that. So, okay, your second course of action, the only one that can help you right now is you need to come out firmly and strongly against transgenderism, against the whole preposterous ideology. You will never win over the LGBT LMNOP people. There aren't enough of them to to sustain your beer company, first of all. Second of all, the ideology is completely out of step with reality, and so you're going to alienate the broader public that does not have, have this particular pathology. But three, if you stand in the middle of the road, you are going to get hit by a truck. There is no way to avoid this particular issue. Certain political issues, you can avoid them. As I made clear in my CPAC speech, which set the whole liberal establishment spinning, this is one of those issues where you can't. Either women have bathrooms or they don't. This is one of those fundamental issues. And the, the loving, compassionate, truthful, smart business decision kind of response that you can give here is, we oppose transgenderism. That was wrong. We fired the people who sponsored Dylan Mulvaney. We support frat boys and construction workers and boys and girls having their own bathrooms. We are strongly against men competing against women in sports. We're strongly on the side of reality. Bud, why, sir, this Bud's for, for you. We're going to recast the frogs. We're, getting, we're firing Mulvaney. We're going to put the frogs back in the commercials. And you know what? We're not even going to turn the frickin' frogs gay. We're going to go back to normal, please buy our beer again. We are sorry. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. If Bud Light came out and said that, people would buy their beer again. Conservatives who don't even like their beer would probably buy it just to, just to show support for this statement and to show the rest of corporate America that they need to get on the, on the page too. They would do it. Anything short of that is not going to work. It's just going to irritate everybody and then Bud Light's going to go away. Speaking of, not gay bars, but speaking of places with silly costumes that have a reputation for being a little bit light in the loafers. Merry Old England just had a coronation over the weekend. Maybe you watched it. Maybe you saw the, the plumes and the robes and the carriages and everything. I don't have much to say about the coronation. Obviously, the United States broke away from England some time ago at The UK broke away from my church uh, sometime before that. And it's not my thing. I I get it. But I did watch the coronation. And I I did enjoy large parts of the coronation. There are many, many faults to find with it. There are many, many faults to find with King George. There are many, many faults to find with what has happened with the royal family and with the UK in general. But in a world that is so fanatically opposed to tradition, how could a conservative not celebrate the coronation of the King of England? You don't need to be a monarchist. You don't need to be a Brit. You don't need to be an Anglican. You don't need to like Charles. You don't need to do any of those things. In a world that tells you past bad, present crisis, future always better. In a world that tells you that if you don't chop off your kids' genitals, you're a bad parent, we're going to take your kids from you. In a world that tells you that Christianity is a joke and God doesn't exist and we're just a bunch of meat sacks that need to eat the bugs and live in pods and own nothing and be happy. In a world that tells you that. Then even the coronation of a pretty liberal guy who pals around with Klaus Schwab, who has kooky religious views, who d- has all his problems. In that world, it seems to me a conservative has to celebrate the maintenance of some kind of tradition on a chair that's, what, 700 years old or something like that in Westminster Abbey, which has hosted every crowning of a king going back to the Norman conquest in it just it gives you something to hold on to and that's i think what we're grappling with in our political order we have nothing left to hold on to part of this is the building okay part of this is the the fact that this is a big beautiful abbey and we don't build things like this anymore we don't even build big courtrooms courthouses and train stations anymore used to be early 20th century new york if you walked into a courthouse you were in a big, grand place. You felt like you had dignity. When you came into New York City, you showed up either in Grand Central or the old Penn Station, and it was big and grand, and you felt like a person with dignity. And then everything has become smaller, and courthouses now look like little meeting rooms from some paper company, and train stations look like little rat mazes. That What they did to New York, uh, the, the, old, the old Penn Station, they put it all underground. You enter New York feeling like a mouse or a rat. And that, that changes how you view yourself and you view your society. The reason we want big courthouses, the reason we want big palaces, the reason we want big cathedrals and abbeys for that matter, is for the feeling of solidity, the feeling of continuity over generations. To build those cathedrals, it would take generations, many, many decades, over a century sometimes. And that, that feeling of inertia and weight and history and near permanence has been lost. And if we can hold on to that to get through a little bit of this cultural madness, then I'll, I'll look past a lot of the faults, even of somebody like King Charles. I won't even go down the, tr- the, the line of thinking that gets us to the true King of England, who's obviously the Jacobite successor, the Archduke Franz of Bavaria, or his brother Maximilian, or uh, his grandson, Prince Joseph Wenzel of Liechtenstein. I'm not even going to go down that path. I just think we ought to celebrate the very fact of a celebration of tradition, like the coronation. Speaking of our world leaders, the nearest thing we have to permanence in America right now is just Joe Biden because he's so old. But uh, we don't get any of the solidity that we get out of old buildings and old traditions with Joe Biden. Quite the opposite. He just blows around in the wind. Joe Biden was asked why America should elect somebody who is so much older than the CEO of a big company, let's say. And he says the reason is wisdom. There's not a Fortune 500 company in the world looking to hire a CEO in his 80s. So why would an 82-year-old Joe Biden be the right person for the most important job in the world?
1: Because I've acquired a hell of a lot of wisdom. I know more than the vast majority of people. I'm more experienced than anybody's ever run for the office. And I think I've proven myself to be honorable as well as also effective.
0: None of that is true, unfortunately. And I'm I'm trying to be as charitable as I can. I think, well, the one thing you can say about Joe Biden, he's been around a long time. He's been in the Senate since 1972. So he must have learned something, right? He must have some wisdom, right? No. Wisdom is that which God gives to man so that he can better see God's plan for his life. Wisdom is not gained strictly as a matter of being around for a long time. Wisdom has a connection to objective truth. So you can be a young person and have wisdom. You can be wise beyond your years, as some people say. And you can be a very old person and have no wisdom at all. Your wisdom can, and we hope, usually does increase over time. But if you have no regard for the truth, you cannot have any wisdom. And Joe Biden doesn't have any regard for the truth. I don't just mean in his incoherent and heretical religious practices. I mean just in the way that he speaks. He is a pathological liar. He has been for his whole career, even more egregiously so than other politicians. He just lies about everything. That's why he had to drop out of the 1988 presidential race, it's not even that he's intentionally, I think, trying to undermine the truth. I think he just doesn't care about the truth, so he just makes up everything about hairy legs and corn pop and his dad applauding at gay guys kissing on the streets of Scranton and Delaware and all over the place in 1942 or whatever. He just makes it up. So he doesn't have wisdom in the true sense, obviously. And he doesn't even have wisdom in the worldly sense. You'd think, well, okay, the guy, he's not the most upstanding moral guy, but at least he knows how the world works, right? He's like a gangster. He understands the ways of this world, except he doesn't. If he understood the ways of this world, don't you think he'd be able to maintain the decent economy, not have record high inflation and an energy crisis and the economy just collapsing all around him? Don't you think he would be able to work out some kind of deal in the Ukraine war, and in the Middle East, and prevent and in China, and prevent the outbreak of World War III, which we seem to be on the brink of? Don't you think he'd be able to work out some deal at the border such that we don't have 10,000 plus people a day pouring over? He's not even wise in the way of the world. We sometimes think of this dichotomy. Well, are you going to be a good, serious person who pays respect to the moral order and to God, or are you going to be a guy who's street smart? What is it? Are you going to be Classically smart, book smart, or are you going to be street smart, but the two actually go together. The more you know about the profound things, the more you're going to understand even the shallowness and corruption of this world. And if you don't understand the profound things and you don't even show an interest in it, then you're going to be suckered in by the deceptions of this world. People are noticing this kind of stuff. They're trying to turn away from it. Speaking of older gentlemen, uh, Richard Dreyfus, marvelous actor. I always thought of him as a liberal Democrat. Richard Dreyfuss was just asked his feeling about the new woke casting standards in Hollywood. He did not mince words.
1: Starting in 2024, films will be required to meet new inclusion standards um, to be eligible for the Academy Awards for Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups you think of these new inclusion standards for films? They make me vomit. Why? Because this is an art form. It's also a a form of commerce and it makes money, but it's an art. And no one should be
0: telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is? Love this answer, obviously. Always loved Richard Dreyfuss's acting work. I I never just knew about his politics. I thought, I vaguely remember he was a liberal Democrat. I think he's said that before. And yet he's clearly reconsidered this. And bizarrely, Richard Dreyfuss, I think, is a pretty good stand-in for the median voter. His, his life experience and career have been rather different than ordinary Joe Blow on the street. But I think he's a pretty good stand-in, which is he's kind of dispositionally or reflexively liberal. That's how most people are in the culture. That's how the culture educates you to be. But he's noticed in recent years liberalism going a little bit crazy. And crucially, he's noticed liberalism affecting something he knows about not just some far-flung thing where he doesn't really know what's going on in Syria or he doesn't know about economic policy, but his business that he knows intimately. He says, wait a second, this isn't good. This is terrible. His business where where it's now affecting him as an artist trying to do his work. He's saying, wait a second, this liberalism that when it was abstract, it seemed okay. Now that it's affecting me directly or now that I can at least see it more clearly, it's awful. There are many, many such cases. So you ask, How could Donald Trump possibly beat Joe Biden? Assuming we can figure out the voting rules this time. How can Donald Trump possibly beat Joe Biden? How can we possibly overcome this liberal establishment? People are noticing. Liberalism got a little too close to home. Transing the kids was a big part of it, but it extends elsewhere. It extends to casting standards in Hollywood. People are noticing. And they're pushing back, even people that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So that helps me to sleep a little bit easier at night. You know what else helps me to sleep a little bit easier? Cozy Earth. Right now, go to CozyEarth.com, use promo code Knowles. Moms deserve the best of everything, including the best night's sleep. This Mother's Day, give your mama super soft, luxurious, designer-preferred bedding from Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth's luxury bedding and loungewear transforms lives by offering the world's softest most luxurious and responsibly sourced bedding with an eye toward quality, responsible production, cutting-edge technology, and premium materials, Cozy Earth selects only the best suppliers. They have over 5,000 happy customer reviews on their site. They offer a 100-night guarantee on their sheets, and their sheets get softer and softer with every wash. Invest today in a good night's sleep. When you sleep well, your life goes well. And the mama in my life... Uh, the mama to my two little boys, uh, is absolutely thrilled about Cozy Earth. I'm sure yours will be as well. Cozy Earth has a huge Mother's Day sale going on right now. Save up to 35% off with my promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, at CozyEarth.com. Promo code Knowles at checkout for 35% off your order at CozyEarth.com. My favorite comment on Friday is from Dominic Zelenak, who says, vegetable oil is a seed oil seed oils are high in trans fat. It was right in front of us the whole time. Wow. It was right there. It was hiding in plain sight. How step 1 replace all of our good butter and ghee and beef tallow with seed oils. Step 2, make us all eat a lot of trans fats. Step 3, we all go trans. It was right there. You don't need Klaus Schwab or Dr. Fauci to think that one up. It was right there all the time. Put down the seed oils, eat olive oil and butter. Okay. Speaking of trans people, there was a, a video, went viral on TikTok. And it, it was very sad. I know that a lot of these videos are trans identifying people screaming about nonsense. And then we all kind of laugh at it and we say, this is crazy and we shouldn't tolerate this anymore. But this one was kind of sad because it it showed a trans identifying person just crying, just completely broken down over what? Over being threatened with death, over being punched in the face, over, no, none of that, over being quote unquote misgendered, by which is meant being referred to as the gender that they actually are. Here's the video.
1: This is what misgendering looks like. I want to show you the power of giving or withholding an aspect of someone's identity from them. This is not me being selfish or too sensitive. This is not me expecting too much from those who are closest to me. Oh no, I can't just get over it. The pain of being referred to as someone I am not is of the worst pain I've ever felt. Not respecting someone's pronouns is an act of violence.
0: I can't tell if this is real or just performed. This woman, assume it's a woman, I don't know. It's hard to tell these days, but let's say a woman. This woman is going through the facial expressions of crying. There aren't any tears, but it doesn't mean that this person isn't genuinely upset. Obviously, whenever you start recording yourself, As you're having some kind of emotional breakdown, there's a performative aspect that comes along with that as well. But maybe it's real. Maybe this person is really sobbing and breaking down because of the the misgendering. That is very sad. We should try to order society such that people don't break down over this stuff anymore. And the way to do that is to end the transgender madness if someone called me, she, I would not cry. I would not break down. I would not make a TikTok video about it. I would think it's kind of funny. If someone walked up to me and said, hey, Rachel Maddow. Hey, where's your glasses, Rachel? Hey, <laughs> I would laugh. That would be a funny thing. At most, I would just sort of brush it off and keep going. Why is it that transgender people uniquely are fragile when it comes to what they are called? Not even called mean, awful, nasty names, just called he or she. Why is that? Because they know it isn't true. I know that I'm not Rachel Maddow. Whatever similarity I bear to Rachel, putting that aside, I know that I'm not actually Rachel Maddow. Especially because Ben made me take the glasses off years ago. I know that I'm not really a woman. So if somebody called me he or she or her or something, it wouldn't bother me. My epistemology suggests that I can know things for sure and that reality is not contingent on what people say. The libs, and especially the pro-trans libs, they believe that reality is simply constituted by what everybody says. And that's why you've got to force everybody to comply. That's why, we've, for the, for, especially for the good of these people, we've got to stop that. And even more important than grounding society on biological sex, we need to ground it on a sound epistemology that says we really can know things about reality. And not everything is up in the air. And we're not living in, in Wonderland with Alice and Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty who says, when I use a word, it means whatever I say it means. And Alice says, can a word really mean so many things? And Humpty Dumpty says... The question is, which is to be master, that's all. Which is to be master? We're going to be masters of the universe by just manipulating all the language. That's what the libs are are basing their views on. I discuss this in my book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Hello, where is my bell? Where? Hello, everybody. These producers are not worth even one grain of salt that they can't have that bell. We've we've got a lot coming up. It's Music Monday. Make sure you head on over to the Membrum segmentum, dailywire.com slash Knowles, use code Knowles, WLES at checkout for two months free on all annual plans.
1: This show is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical but no two people sleep alike. That's why Helix offers several different mattress models, each designed for specific sleep positions and preferences. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailywire and take their sleep quiz to find the mattress made for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, a stomach sleeper, a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper, Helix has just the mattress for you. I took the Helix sleep quiz and was matched with the Helix midnight mattress because I wanted a medium firmness and I sleep on my side. I am sleeping so much better on my new mattress. Don't want to take my word for it? Well, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Take the quiz and order the perfect mattress right to your door, shipped for free. It's so quick and fun to unbox and you won't believe how well you'll sleep. All Helix mattresses come with a 100-night trial and a 10- or 15-year warranty. Helix even offers financing options and flexible payment plans. A great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and a free bedroom bundle for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailywire and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. That's helixsleep.com slash dailywire, code HELIXPARTNER20.